I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sorry. Sorry? What do you mean? So, so you want to go there? It's any time of that. All right. Why are you just talking? Really I know. I just want to talk. Let me just talk then. All right. So annoy, so, annoy oh, the listener. Oh, you've already annoyed them. Do you know why you've annoyed them? Because you're not <laughs> honest. What? Yeah, you heard me. Get a lot what of are they not being honest about? Oh, about your favorite color. Red. No, nah, it's blue. It's not. It's red. Well, the listeners don't think so. They think you're a liar. I get messaged all the time. Is Francis a liar? Yeah, he bloody is. He's a bloody liar, that guy. I uh, well, don't know what to say to that. I well, you should apologise. I, well, I don't know what they're saying that I've lied about. Uh, the f- loads of things. All right. Well, I'm sorry if you think that, but I I don't lie. But but, but, but I, it's actually, you know, I just it's it's one of the things about me that I just don't lie. Well, say don't say it to me. Apologise to the listener. Go on, go on. Apologise to them. I cannot tell a lie. Well, I reckon you can. No. You've never told a lie, is that what you're saying? Uh, no, of course I've told lies, but I make a point of not telling lies. <sighs> I think he's lying right now. Hello, everyone, all you lovely listeners of Private Parts. You private parters out there. Hey, welcome to the show. If you are uh, a new customer, are they new customers? Well, I hear, look, you know, we're... They're, Friends? They're consuming a... Guest? A, a, a product... It's uh, not a product. They're not consuming a product. We're not a product. What do you do? We're not a product. We're just more. We're more. We're hey, d- what are we? Just a happening with yeah, microphones. We're, we're <laughs> happening with microphones. That's all we're doing. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, my name is Jamie, and this is my buddy Francis. We co-host the show together called Private Parts, where we reveal all of our intimate disordered details to a guest each week. Yes, and I actually, was half burping as I was saying that. <laughs> and uh, the guest this week 
is the immensely funny, hilarious Alfie Brown. Alfie Brown, what an absolute hero. We went and saw Alfie Brown. He's, the, he's a bearded legend. He's a bearded legend. Yeah. Uh, we saw him in Edinburgh uh, when we were doing our show. It's like there. a bearded lizard, but... Uh, it's nothing like a bearded lizard. But just a legend. <laughs> just sounds similar. Um, we saw him up in Edinburgh Festival. He did a show and it was honestly genius. It's called Alfie Brown Lunatic. Um, you can get it on Spotify if you wish you want to go and have a listen. We speak about that in the show. Uh, he is a lovely guy. He's super smart. He uh, His girlfriend was in Harry Potter. Yeah, Lavender Brown. Lavender Brown. Which Obviously, weird. he married her before she went on in that film. So that's why she's got his surname. No, they're not married though. No, no, that's why she's called Lavender Brown. It, that was her character name. Yeah, but that's his surname. Yes, I know, but they didn't marry and she didn't take Brown. Her character name was Lavender Brown. No, he married her before she starred in Harry Potter. And yeah. then so she took his name in the film. No, you're confusing everyone. Her character name is Lavender Brown. His surname is Brown. She didn't take anything from him. Just coincidentally, they both have the same surname. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, well, no uh, anyway, it's it's there's some weird connection between their names. There's some weird connection. But uh, Alfie Brown came on. We chatted about loads of different things about comedy, about the th- the sort of prospect behind writing comedy. Prospect <laughs> is that the right, right word? Yeah. Uh, about writing comedy, about loads of different things, um, which was great. You're going to love this episode. Uh, also, please remember us. Remember to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Private Podcast. Uh, and also, it would be really lovely if you could uh, send us uh, some letters. Anything you want at all. We uh, love receiving posts. We have a new address. Addressed, and we have a new address. It's Print Rooms, 164 to 180 Union Street, Bankside, SE1OLH. Send us some letters. Uh, anything you want, some posts. We just love to receive it. Uh, also, you can DM us and we re- read out some DMs. Anything at all. We just basically want to have a lovely time with you while you're listening. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and listen to what, Francis? What? <laughs> Yeah, listen to this amazing episode with Alfie Brown. Enjoy. I actually, I actually think that I would be very good at radio. Really? Why is that? I don't know. I just feel like feel like radio is just chatting, isn't it? And that's what that's what radio is. Just a bit you of a say, chat. What, do you think you're good at chatting? Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at chatting. It's an old form podcast, isn't it? Well, people say that, but I don't know if it that is. Is it old form podcast or is it? Well, actually, it, they used to in the '60s and '70s. They used to have long uh, conversational formats on radio on, on on Radio Four. They used to have all these sort of philosophers and economists and stuff. Yeah, and, well, and now they don't. Got, no, they've got. If you listen to In Our Time with Belvid Bragg. And he'll say, Belvid hello, Bragg. I'm Belvid Bragg. <laughs> and, um, and then he'll say, I've got uh, Professor Gertrude Bollocks from, um, you know, the University of Brunel. Yeah. She'll talk about the uh, concept of evil. I, I, I'm <laughs> quite a fan of Gertrude Bollocks' work. <laughs> yeah. Who is, who's the guy who hosts it? Belvid Bragg. Bragg. <laughs> Do you know also, okay, this is another thing, so I'll be telling you, when, when is the age when you realise that you are now old? This is what I've been working out recently. When well, we, you're always co- constantly older. Well, I'm you? 31 now. Is that old? This is what I don't get. Well, it's older than yesterday. Or yeah, it's older than yesterday, ago. but when do we become old? Well, I think that you're quite young, <clears> but <throat> I'm 32, but I think I'm about 10 years older than you. I just did to look at us. <laughs> I think yeah, exactly. that I'm about ten years older. Than you. <laughs> no, I d- I think that's it. I have blonde hair. That's you, true. You have brown hair. That's and true. And I think blonde hair and grey hair. Yeah, but crucially, yeah. But I probably would have grey hair, but I occasionally dye it. Yeah. Ev- so every well, how, I, I don't not every day. I just occasionally dye it. That's right. No, but how how often is occasionally? Ah, like once a week. blue moon. Once a week. Once a blue moon. Once a blue moon, I dye it. 
But only because See, I isn't think, that quite bad for you doing all that? No, I, all that dye in your brain. No, it's, it doesn't go into your brain. It just dyes the hair. Yeah, I mean, have you ever dyed? Your I think hair? your brain would. Yeah, probably I did. I dyed it that the same color as yours when I was twelve. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sixteen. But um, <laughs> but this is what I this is what I mean. You're that that's how much younger than me. I act. You are. <laughs> no, no, not. I think it's a there's there's a whole sort of. I, I don't want to get too Matt Horn about it. Um, <laughs> Then I don't know what's happened to you. Have you had a chemical peel? <laughs> like, what's, why no, do you look he, so fresh? He does a lot of the uh, Botox. No, I did, I did the Botox fillers? once. I fillers. Did fillers. I don't did you? One, I did Botox once. I thought you get regular fillers. No, I don't, regular for like, what is it called? The hydration one. No, I, I had, there's one, you call, it's called a, whatever it's called. I had it once. <laughs> I don't do it. So Alfie, don't stumble over your I'm words. I'm not stumbling over Alfie, listen, do you think I'm the type of person that would have Botox? Be honest. Um... Come on, be honest. Don't ask questions that you don't want to hear the answer to. <laughs> I do, to. I want to hear the answer. Alfie, do you think I would have had Botox? I, I mean, you said that with gritted teeth. You're going to have to ask in a, in a more... Okay, let uh, me just say, hey... Uh, that's better. Hey, Alfie, uh, do I feel you... so much more comfortable with saying yes now. <laughs> <laughs> Alfie, do you think I've ever had Botox? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives in the studio today. Alfie Brown! Hello. Hello. Hey, we... Alfie Brown. Alfie Ooh. Brown! Thanks so much. Alfie Brown! Hey, Alfie, um, listen, when you came into the room, we clapped you. That's the second clap you've got today. Yes. How many claps does it take you to not like a clap? Um, I don't like... Uh, I, well, I, I felt quite... Uh, put upon by the the clapping in a small environment, and also I didn't really feel like I did anything to warrant the clap. Given that what we're going to do is is have a conversation amiably yeah. and uh, entertainingly, um, I I I didn't feel like I warranted the clap. Whereas if I go on stage, I feel well that yeah. should clap me. But that's I've the been... thing. That's the thing. I always find it funny that they clap you when you go on stage. It's like you haven't done anything yet. Um, that's true, but I think... Are you suggesting that no one claps anyone? Yeah, I think, please don't <laughs> clap me anymore. <laughs> no, actually, imagine going up on stage with no one clapping you. That would be even more daunting, wouldn't it? Well, I have... Well, for my show this year, I would just... Uh, I would stand on stage as people were walking in and sort of talk to people as they were sitting down. And That's then the arty. lights would go down. Yes, it was. Yes, but the show was about crowds. Um, so it was interesting. Wait, explain that again. So, so it would be dark and you'd walk on stage and start talking? No, I'd have um, my walk-in music, which was all classical. There was a uh, sabre dance by Kachaturian and mm-hmm. the uh, Pepperland song by George Martin from the Yellow Submarine film. And I would just talk to people with the, ma- with the music going on in the background, but through the microphone, just to trying to... Uh, Rouse them up. Trying to get them to kind of fuse into the idea of a crowd, but before they're a crowd. So they, uh. feel, they feel okay with talking to each other. And then as soon as the music stops and the lights go down, they just congeal. Uh, into the idea of a crowd to the hi- to the hive mind of the crowd exactly um, so that and that worked is it like a format that, that almost or was it in the every morning? day <laughs> <laughs> so it was what, more of an experiment right or like a yeah yeah I mean it was yeah the, the show uh, I told stories about going to uh, watch Liverpool my beloved Liverpool football club and um, and uh, the stories that were in there about being in a crowd at the theatre when I went to go and see Sunday in the Park with George with my father and he offered to beat up somebody behind him. <laughs> hey, what um, do you mean offered? What do you mean he offered? He offered him out. <laughs> really? Like, like how? So basically, <laughs> like we, a like a like a duel. 
Um, so would, would you like to go outside? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the, the story is we went to go and see Sunday in the Park with George and uh, Jenna Russell played the uh, lead, uh, the female lead, and she was absolutely brilliant and she did it northern, so we were all endeared. And um, at the end, she, they, she comes forward to the front of the stage to take her bow and me and my dad stand up and start clapping. And this guy behind my dad puts his two fingers inside the, my dad's kind of belt buckle, yanks him back down onto the seat and goes, I can't see you when you stand up. I just I can't see what the, the bowels. I can't see anything. Can you sit down, please? Sit down. My dad swivels round and stares him at the eyes. There's a beat where he's just staring at him in his eyes and goes, I was giving her a fucking standing ovation, you cunt. <laughs> my dad is a peculiar sort of theatre guy. <laughs> Welcome to theatre land, Steve. Um, yeah, and uh, he goes, you want to have a conversation about it? Let's go outside and we'll have a conversation about me giving some standing ovation. How old are you at this age? Uh, I was 18. So, so did you have to, did you think Ryan going to have to protect and go into a fight as well? Um, or did you just I, I never, I never, I've never really thought that my dad needs any help from, you have his back, from me. <laughs> well, yeah, if, if something went wrong, I'd obviously step in, but I would be eventually annoyed at my father for jeopardising... Um, Your own safety. My safety, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I've, been in, I've been in a fight with my, uh, my stepdad. My stepdad had a fight. Well, not like a proper fist fight, but outside our, my flat in London, this guy had parked on like the the drive so you can get out and he had a fight with this guy and I just stood and watched I didn't, didn't know help. I didn't know what to do what do you do when your like parent has a fight how old were you I'm 18 as well I didn't do it I just sat and just watched him didn't know, did he win the fight well he, he won like the argument it was it, 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 <laughs> right it, yeah. <laughs> who won the I mean, fight that's what he I got call beat a, enough yeah, that's, but it was a moral victory <laughs> <laughs> he won the, that's what I call a fight <laughs> yeah when you have an argument <laughs> that's what a fight is uh, yeah, because uh, so did it actually get physical? It didn't get physical. No, so there was it's like, not a fight. It is a fight. They grabbed each other's collars and they pushed each other. And he said, "Oh, I'm going to do you in." And my stepfather was like, "Oh no, I'm going to do you in." And then quite, it really it's not some kind of game. Then it got really flirty. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, "Better leave these two to it because this is getting weird." Um, but I find it weird <laughs> when when parents fight. You know, Alfie, you're a dad, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're a dad. He's a father. You're, you're, you're a father. Both. Both. You're a dad and a father. Mm-hmm. And a friend. And a friend. Yeah. And an uncle. No? No, no, no. you're not an uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you a godfather? No. Um, but I've appointed people to the yeah. position before. But but as a, okay, as a father, as a dad, isn't it weird when you're... I've you, just been made a godfather. You have? Yeah. Did you just want to say that? You just wanted to yeah. get that out there? Yeah, yeah. It's hey, fine. Congratulations. People trust me enough to be a godfather. Yeah, so really? Yeah. Well done. But um, not a father. <laughs> not a father, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you. But being, but being like a parent, when you become a parent, you it's it's odd because it's odd as your children to watch your parents have... I remember when my parents used to have arguments with people. I used to get really awkward about it. That's what you said. Did cause I feel like your dad? Did your dad get in a lot of arguments, or was it just that one in that play? Um, yeah, no, my dad. Yeah, arguments with other. There was a flasher once on the common, <laughs> and my dad went looking for him. <laughs> there was a flasher. A flasher, yeah, like somebody who got their streaker, their, their knob out for yeah. for their own. Yeah. I, if you if you, you feel, I don't so you've get done that. that. You did that, didn't no, you? No, I. I you streaked. No, no, you did did flashing. I don't go around flashing. Yeah, people. you do wear your coat, your flashing coat, <laughs> and you go around to the what playgrounds. What trench coat? Like, <laughs> start flashing people. What's, what? These are quite. Um, these are quite. Uh, 
damaging accusations you're making um, for both, for both and also the ramifications of the podcast yeah, 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 really yeah. hang in the balance here also the fact you, you might end up suffering also uh, I'll be like, you'll suffer as well because you're on the show well, yes but I'm finding out about it I'm like I'm sleuthing you both I've been employed by the London Met basically, to get you basically, this is like the stick this is like Frost Nixon apart from it's Brown Lang and I've I've now got you you're fucked <laughs> so that's the format of the show is basically we just character assassinate Jamie yeah all the time to the point where to the point where uh, when I was doing that TV show Strictly Come Dancing and we had to edit out we had to get we had to get some poor person to go through the whole podcast to edit everything out and the amount of jokes France made about me being a paedophile was just, there were so many that it was too many it became slightly odd it became odd by the end it's of it it's a running joke you know <laughs> it wasn't even a joke people actually think I am now like they, on my Instagram picture I sometimes just get pedo <laughs> It's really not very good. Anyway, I mean, so there was a flasher in the park on the common. Oh, yes, yeah. We were talking about that 20 minutes ago, weren't we? <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> I really like this. This is a good... <laughs> this is a good formatted This show. is a good format for me, anyway. Um, and other people. It's like three people with attention deficit disorder <laughs> all try and have a linear conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And he went off into the park looking for the guy. And then the guy pulled a knife out of his pocket so if he was wearing trousers he must have had his cock out of the trousers I don't know well, like uh, where did he, he have the knife in the coat well you imagine a coat maybe yeah sure a coat anyway he pulled the knife on my dad and then there were two policemen who popped up from behind a bench and saved my yeah anyway he's, uh, he's always getting into my dad got stabbed like this my dad got stabbed okay yeah. well, keep it light what is like a competition <laughs> I'm a godfather now my dad got stabbed what's going to happen next go on uh, yeah, tell yeah, us about you, your yeah go on you tell us your like story your he, was, he was 21 or 22 or something like that okay. and, and, uh, and he said it was New Year's Eve and he said happy new year to a guy <laughs> stabbed him <in there. laughs> The guy stabbed him. Can you believe it? You're joking. That can't be no, right. No, no. And he came up behind him in the park and then stabbed him in the back and left the knife in. And if he hadn't left the knife in, he would have bled out. But, but Are he you left, serious? Yeah, but he left the knife in. And, um, and uh, yeah, so my, my, my dad said it was, it was kind of like... Um, it was being stabbed. It's kind of like being stabbed. It said it felt like he got punched in the back, in the, in the back. But then it felt like he just like def, like a balloon deflating because you, your body is pressurised. So when you get oh, stabbed, so, so it feels happens. like your whole body is just. You feel like your whole body is deflating. Okay, yeah, that kept us here. Alfie, wow. yeah, the podcast uh, is a real light, yeah. little light, hard one. He survived. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. no, that's that's every great. cloud. If, it, if he hadn't survived, then it would have made a better but what story. What I want to know is why the guy left the knife in. Because <laughs> like, I fuck it. I, these are disposable <laughs> knives, anyway. Because he obviously panicked. You stab someone, <laughs> then you go, "Shit, what have I done?" Then you run off. I think that's what happens. Abby, I, I want to you get... leave your fingerprints on the knife. Abby, do, do you? Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah. Do you, Abby, do you um do you, so your didn't dad think, didn't think this through. <laughs> yeah. Your, so your, your dad was a bit of a vigilante. Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. How many yeah. brothers and sisters? I've do you got have? A, a little brother uh, and another little brother and two elder stepbrothers. Um, and then I did. I mean, a stepsister, I suppose, and then other people from other. I mean, there's, there's I'm just, the same as you. Then. Yeah, there's just so many marriages. It's hard to keep track of who you're related to. Yeah, that's exactly. Mm. What I, my my dad had. You've got to keep track though, because you could end up. Well, it makes Christmas. <laughs> <a> <laughs> you could end up on the wrong side of <laughs> <What>? genetics. <laughs> well, no step. You're, you're, 
You're, you're, you're perfectly genetically, you know, feasible to have a healthy child with your step sibling, no, unless they're think, a man. I think you're no. a man. no, because you can never have a child with them no, unless be you adopt, which is good and fine and good and preferable, actually. Wait, so you, so did your, so has your dad, uh, has your dad had a lot of different marriages? Is that always at your mind? No, I don't want to like. I don't want to. Like, I'm not. Hey, we like to get real deep in the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavily. Uh, Tell oh. me, Alfie, about your life. Here uh, we go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I just. I, I want to make sure that I'm. I'm giving a fair. My, my dad's a, a good and loving father. Uh, he's been married three times. Yeah, my dad's same. Alfie, I knew we were the same. The only difference is you got blue eyes. I have green. Yeah. You have brown hair. I have blonde. Uh huh. But you will probably have. Brown hair underneath. Yeah, I do. Hair, I do. Mine's more of a genre, if I'm totally honest. Oh, is a, it? Yeah, a little ginger. So little you're touch. ginger. I'm not ginger. It just has a little bit of an auburn. In the winter, it goes. So you're auburn. not ginger, but it is ginger. It's auburn. It's yeah. auburn, isn't it? It's like a nice little shade. It's like it's like autumn. It's like the autumn leaves. That's what colour it gets. That's uh, a beautiful colour. It's a beautiful colour, apart from when you're. And it young. would augment what, the my, green so you've of got, your eyes so beautifully. So wait, you got That's the same right. colour hair as me. I I had the same colour hair as you, but yours yours in the summer yours goes a, like a lot sort of lighter ginger colour. Yeah. Blonder, yeah. Yeah. Alfie, also, I do want to say this before, you, before blonde, we get into other stuff. Alfie, I said this to you downstairs. When we came to Edinburgh to do the Edinburgh Festival and uh, the show that we came to with our producer, Pete Strauss, uh, he took us to watch you, Alfie Brown. Um, and honestly, to this day, it's one of the funniest shows I have ever seen. I'm not just saying that because you're our guest. I don't say that. But I you also haven't seen... Yeah. It's also the only stand-up comedy show you've ever seen. No, I've seen loads of stand-up. I've seen <laughs> loads of seen your stand-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen your stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I've been like... Dude, it was, no, no. It you was, did walk into that, yeah, actually. Yeah. It was, it was honestly so funny to the point where, again, I told you this downstairs, where I say to so many people, I go, you got to go and see this guy called Alfie Brown. It is so funny. They go, oh, what's it like? And I go, I'll tell you the joke. And, then he talk, and I try and repeat your joke. And you know when you're telling a story. steal your material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know when you're sitting around the table and you're telling a story and you realise that the story is not going to be funny at the end because it's not your story. Yes. I tell your story telling it, and people are like going, Okay, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yet. Which one? Which, which? Well, I tell the very funny one about how uh, you make a joke about, uh, and it, it's, it's funny. Gonna it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell your joke back to you, but you make a very funny joke about saying a BBC commission is a little bit like suicide. You, you, because you, you can always wish. Do you remember that one? You yes, made? yes, I, I do. I mean, you, it you, sounds bleak, and like, everyone looks at me when I start to go. Wait, hang on. So I don't really understand. You're talking about kind of suicide. Out of <laughs> yeah, it's so out of context. <laughs> yes, like more like that Morecambe and Wise sketch. You've said all of the right words, <laughs> but it's not necessarily in the right order. Um, but it yeah. is genius. Thank you, thank you. No, that, it, is, that is, I assure, listener, that's a good joke. Um, but also, just, without the context, it's probably just like you going around telling people that you're thinking about committing suicide. No, it, it's, it's basically me going around saying that <laughs> Alfie Brown just is basically committing suicide. That's literally what it goes around. People are like, well, I don't really get it. I don't understand how that's oh, well, funny. You say that it's Alfie Brown's I say joke. it's Alfie's joke, and they go, well, I don't really understand it. Like, oh, just go and watch him. It's hilarious. But, you know, with your comedy... Thank you for that. Yeah, thank but with your comedy, uh, you know... Normally, from my experience of uh, stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy, it's, uh, people don't like to touch on like deep subjects, right? They kind of just say it's surface level. They just make funny jokes, funny stories, things like that. You like to go a lot deep in that. Was that for you? Was that a risk? Or did you just think this is the comedy that I want to do? Um, that the, was a real deep question. It oh, was my. great. Um, the, the, I thought this year's show was a lot more of a risk because I think in with comedy shows generally, 
If you have something thematically that you're willing to absolutely hammer down people's throats, then people will be a lot more accommodating of what you're trying to do. Whereas if you're trying to do like the crowd thing that I spoke about earlier, that's it's not an obvious link to the, the stories or the idea of crowds. So maybe it's my fault for not making it uh, clear enough. Or maybe it's that there is an element to which you have to set up your stall. There's almost like it's a branding exercise for you as a comedian where you have to go, hello, I'm the posh one. I'm the fat one. I'm the abused one. I'm the this one. And this is the show about this. And if you don't signpost all of these things when people just go, well, it's probably about nothing or just jokes. I don't get it. <laughs> can't be special. Um, so, so you feel like that's a need as a comedian that you have to do that? Is that uh, what you're saying? To lay out the narrative. Like, I feel like it's encouraged, yeah. Like, you know, if you, like, submit... You know, a, a, a treatment. Sorry to make it uh, alienating uh, content for you. Hey, listen, I've, I've done that. Um, Guys, a treatment that. is just like literally a pitch for a show. <laughs> yes, great. Uh, you have to have the title and then you have something underneath called the logline. And it's that's like when Harry met Sally on ice or whatever it is. And, um, and um, Wait, is it, is what a bizarre <laughs> first Wait, place for my brain to go. Wait, <laughs> Wait, is that like, is that a blurb? Is that like a blurb? When Harry met Sally on ice (laughs) this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you how are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that. Anyway, um, <laughs> but some snappy way to yeah. sum yourself up. So most the okay. famous pitch. comedians, the elevator pitch, yeah. And you have to have a succinct and good... <laughs> Francis, you're listening there so smug. It's, uh, it's yeah. the elevator pitch, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, okay, so you then, so that's, so you have to do that pitch right well yeah it's incredible anyway i mean i going back to your original question um it's it would be silly if i didn't do what i was best at and i my brain wants to talk about i was speaking to uh, my friend ivo graham who's a brilliant brilliant comedian i love ivo i had to i had to uh, he's been on the podcast he's been on the podcast he also uh we did um the comedy roast battle for uh 
for Comedy Central, and I had to fight Ivo. Turns out <laughs> he's... Fight him. He had to fight him. <laughs> well, I had to fight him after because he beat me in the comedy battle. Um, yes. He... You and your stepdad yeah, beating him yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here, Grabbing stepdad. him by the collar and <laughs> yeah. doing all sorts And I like just that. sat there and watched. <laughs> yeah, 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 God, just do it. Um, wow, he's <laughs> funny. He is he, very funny. He is very he funny. Is very, very funny. And just a really... Not, like it was very funny before because he he sort of was saying these jokes and afterwards he had to come up to me and say I'm so sorry I didn't mean any of it and I was like Ivo don't worry I called you a twat about four times yeah. <laughs> literally and my that, no, that was your joke oh yeah it was my <laughs> which humor... you repeated four times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my humour was very base level his was some points I just everyone was laughing I looked and went I don't understand what <laughs> something about gluten and me being on everything I don't really get it my my joke that I said to him which I thought was very funny at the time was um, I said Ivo I knew you were going to be mean I knew you were going to be nasty and I knew you were going to be cool me oh no I've forgotten it <laughs> No, what was it? I, I said, you gotta, you that gotta, was it. I've got it. I went, I vote. I knew you were going to be mean. I knew you were going to be nasty. And you're probably going to finish first. But at least for the first time, you'll finish over a twat. Yeah, that, that's the reaction I got <laughs> on, the, on the night as well. And to the point where I said another joke, I went, I went, look at you, Ivo. You look like Geppetto's first drunken stab at Pinocchio. And he, and, his, and he was wooden, a bit like your comedy. And I stumbled over the last bit. And I said to Jimmy Carr, Jimmy, do you mind if I do that again? And he went, what? And I went, the joke. And he went, oh, that was a joke? And I went, <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking hard. It's very terrifying. Have you done roast battle? Mm. Really? Who did you go up against? My then ex-girlfriend, but now current girlfriend, Jessie Cave. Ah. But 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 it, it, sorry to do a little tangent though. I mean, it's it's tricky, right? Though because you you can't really practice. Not that I practice <laughs> material ever, but you as a comedian, you can't practice the material that. That's, Unless you practice it with your ex-girlfriend or your girlfriend, right? That's then. the terrifying thing: is you're doing jokes that on for on TV that you've never had a chance to run so through before. So I, I'm running through jokes at the moment for a TV programme that I'm filming soon. But I know all the jokes. And so not only have I done them 98 times yeah. anyway, but I'm now rehearsing them in that order and can sort of expect, or I can know what to expect, to go up on stage and have to do jokes that you've never done on a stage in front of an audience before. You've never heard them get a laugh from a crowd. Yeah. It's absolutely horrible. Um, but also very rewarding. Yeah. And uh, Jesse and I wrote a lot of the jokes uh, together so we knew which is more fun you're not meant to do Sorry so so it was, so she was your ex-girlfriend at the time yeah and then were, but were you on good terms or was it properly a proper battle uh no 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 we were on very good terms yeah. i mean when we were broken up we were best friends and mm. um and and now we just we just started fucking guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> i love how you were gonna draw and explain that we were really good friends and now or oh, we just have sex. Yeah. <laughs> just really good friends, but we also fuck. And live in the same house with our two children. Yeah. <laughs> just makes more sense, really. But, okay, so going back to that thing, so you said you're very good friends with Ivor Graham. Yes, oh yeah. Um, uh, and he said, the privilege of stand-up is that you can go on stage and you can talk about whatever you want. Mm. Which, whilst it's a privilege, also puts an incredible weight onto what you're saying. You, if you're talking about like you something... You could say anything and you're saying this. Yeah, so yeah. you've chosen it out of literally the billions <laughs> of things yeah. that you could ch- have chosen to speak about, which means that it's so special. And the, the, So when I talk about something on stage, it's because I'm extremely interested in it. And I think a lot of the time people always go, well, you've got to be punching 
you've got to be punching up, you've got to be punching up. And I totally agree. But I think people have Do you that. think that's a r- real thing? Well, like, I, explain punching up. Because that, that's oh. all I mean, my stepdad, that's all he does. <laughs> I don't understand anything about punching up. Uh, punching up. So if you're going to make jokes about something, you've got to make jokes about something more powerful than you. Uh, Why do you have to do that? It's not I don't really get that. like that... a real rule. Well, it's like a, it's, like a, it's, it... like a, it's like a conscientious thing, right? That people say oh, you you should uh, it, like it's correct to only punch up. But 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 there are funny jokes which are punching down. Sh- yes, but I also think that people look at it in quite a direct and narrow way. This idea of punching, because really they're going, oh well, you know, they're talking about marginalised communities. Yeah. You can't make fun of them. But I think there's nothing more powerful than the idea of moral consensus. So anything that everybody agrees on... If everyone laughs at it, then it's funny, right? Well, yes, but that's sort of not what I'm saying. Um, Like... This is over your head, Francis. Leave it to me. um, (laughs) Moral consensus. (laughs) (laughs) Moral consensus? Continue, Alfie. Um... (laughs) There is nothing more powerful than the idea of moral consensus. So if you challenge something that everybody's made up their minds about, even if you're challenging the kind of what's widely perceived to be the correct or good or progressive Mm. opinion, these new ideas about the way that the world should work need to be tested. Yeah, we need to test the limits to their the limits of their acceptability. Can, can you give an example? Can you so give an example of something like that? Uh, I'm trying to work it out of my head, and it ain't working. <laughs> so, um, I've Argentina. got a joke at the moment about me being a sexually confident man, which is a bad thing. And if you're, you mustn't be a sexually confident man because if you say I am a man and I love sex, everybody goes, well, why do you feel the need to say that? Whereas if you're a woman, you say I'm a sexually confident woman. Everybody goes, yes, good for you. I love that. Yeah. And it's like, you, but if you're, you I'm go, a sexually confident so man, you go, well, what, what, that's quite awful. Well, you're, you're you so, quite pervy if you so say like, that. Fleabag, yeah. in male terms, is dapper laughs. <laughs> it's, it's actually like if she it's goes, actually so true it's so true she goes like oh my god I've just slept with a man and I really wanted to leave my house everybody goes yeah woo but if Zach laughs, laughs oh, I've just had sex with this bird and I really want to leave the house boo boo um, so obviously I sort of mean something. I, I mean that there's an idea there that bears investigation. I probably don't mean literally Fleabag is exactly the same as Dapper Loves yeah. because I think uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and the character of Fleabag is genius and brilliant. Yeah. And I think uh, that Dapper Loves uh, is not for me. But, um, <laughs> but, I, but there is, there's a truth inside what I'm saying yeah. that isn't directly the truth. But, that, that's, that, that's, but do you that's what I mean by challenging that moral Because yeah. people would say, well, men are dominant and uh, women have been marginalised for years and therefore this kind of balance is about power and about uh, history. But I'm saying that there's now a different... That's Also, it's funny because you're challenging that whole idea. Okay, can I ask you a personal question? It's not impersonal at all. It's actually not personal. It's just a question. Um, But do you feel responsibility... So do you feel... Do other comedians' comedy irritate you then because it's so baseline, so simple, and it gets simple laughs? And in fact... That's not a bad question. It's it's true. So do you get... Does that irritate you because you think that you have a responsibility, I suppose, as a comedian to challenge... 
people's opinions and do they, that's the point of comedy to challenge people's perceptions of or of to make scenario, people laugh which to make people laugh yeah but is, is that so this basically that's my question is comedy just there simply to make people laugh or is it to be deeper than that um well i i don't shit, get, i'm on fire today this question it depends i, I don't get annoyed about it because it's not it's it's the purpose of my comedy that i've chosen for what i do but i don't I wouldn't want to foist that on anybody else. Some people might just want to make people laugh, or some people might see that there's a they want to kind of test the limits of what it is to be socially normal, or uh, examine the em- emotional boundaries of what it is to be somebody. And a lot of that comes across in clowning or something like that. Mm. Or if you just love the quite kind of clinical and graceful art of joke writing then that's also it's just what I like to do mm. I don't get annoyed also there's not time to get annoyed by what anybody else is doing because life's just too <laughs> short <laughs> especially <laughs> for me I'm an alcoholic I guess you're running your own race in stand up so there's like you're, you're yeah you exactly be, but then okay, can I then ask my other question is then do you feel you have a responsibility as a comedian to to challenge people's perceptions in terms of what comedy you portray i don't think i don't no i don't see it as a responsibility i see it as just what i'd like to do and i think there's in the same term as like uh any art so like music or comedy or anything there's there's music as entertainment and there's music as art Mm. and there's comedy as entertainment there's comedy as art so there's it's great if you want to do comedy as entertainment that's cool i really like that i i enjoy watching that but it's not, it's the less artful side and it is the more, and I'm not saying that it's either or, obviously there's a spectrum there and you can exist, but 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 the the purpose of music isn't just to hear music. So the the purpose of comedy, until until sometimes it is, if you go to Israel and listen to some good techno, it isn't the... uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Francis. Guys, uh, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but the techno in Israel is banging. Yes. <laughs> I've been there as well. <laughs> Tel Aviv. I didn't go and see any techno, but uh, yeah. not that no. you see it, you listen to it, but I didn't go and listen to it. <laughs> I didn't see any techno. <laughs> I didn't see any techno. <laughs> I looked everywhere. <laughs> I didn't yes. see any techno. Um but uh, yeah, it is it is, but I think there are I, I would actually disagree with you, I suppose, because in music there Whoa. are yeah, here we go. Uh, this is we're going to have a debate, Alfie. Get ready for this shit. Okay. I feel... Pack up your books and s- suck it up. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. <laughs> Be sure to pack up your books. Though. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I think, okay, music... <laughs> if we look at music, people... There are some people who um, write music just because uh, they get told, they go, okay, this, this sounds like a tune and I'm a name in music and so I'm just going to do this song because I don't really care about it. It doesn't have, have any meaning to me. And Britney Spears, prime example. Britney Spears went on to uh, James Corden's uh, show. What is it? It was um, Carpool Karaoke. She went on and he sung a, said a song to her and she, he said, what does this mean? And she said, I don't know. I was just told to sing it. And so there are some people who just write songs just because it's just well, a money-making machine. That. No, but she didn't. But there are people who just give songs out to, for a money-making machine. And there are other people who uh, music for them is like an art form. But, yeah. it, but in comedy, I don't think people are just doing it. Some people... I'm now confusing myself, so it means I'm probably confusing you. It sounded you. like you agreed with me, <laughs> yeah, actually. I think, do you know what? I think I agree with you, Alfie. <laughs> Don't but, back up your do books. You know, do you not think also that, that you know, it's, it's sometimes in, it's what you don't say that actually says a lot, right? And, and you can actually say, you can say quite a lot with a joke implicitly, right? So I suppose, so, so I suppose if, you, if you're just trying to, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's an interesting question. This sort of the idea, because obviously Edinburgh is all about the narrative and stuff like that. And then if you then in sort of America and sort of a lot of the a lot of the club comedians over there don't really have a narrative at all. It's all just kind of jokes, jokes. You know what I mean? It's a different way of doing it. I get a different. Um, yeah, there are different, different styles. Do you think um, it's more of the English way, the sort of, uh, or, or, or the British, the, to the idea of having a narrative and, a, and an overarching well, I think theme. narrative is quite... A, yeah. you, you, American comics like um, uh, Mike Babiglia, I think, um, is is quite a narrative, kind of Edinburgh, Yeah, what we would term Edinburgh-style uh, comedy shows. Sorry. So he, Alfie's just crying. Don't worry about it. Sorry, sorry about that question. Why are you getting emotional on the podcast? Um, has anybody ever cried on it? Uh, yes. Who? <laughs> I love how Francis just goes, yes, no, who's cried on the podcast? Um, who has? I no, swear I, someone has cried. Maybe I've got tearful before, but I always get a little bit, yeah. a bit emotional like that. But, um, it's all that I, estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alvi, but you're the one, again, I go back to the show that, uh, you know, your show that I watched uh, based around a whole point where you saw someone having a heart attack. Wasn't it they were having a heart attack or I they never collapsed? found out what was wrong, but they collapsed at a bus stop and then became Unconscious and uh, yeah, I, oh, then I was you walked off, off, wasn't it? No, he just watched it. Well, you I got on the watched. bus. You got yeah. on the bus. Well, yeah. don't, don't ruin it for the <laughs> people who want to listen to it on Spotify. It's uh, on Spotify. I can't. Is it on Spotify? Yes, it's on Spotify. Oh. I can't promote it. I'm gonna say, so where can we get it on Spotify? Because honestly, it is because a lot of people listen genius. to this on Spotify. Oh, so, do they? So, they, so they might just pop over and you could pop over and listen to my show and then come back Lunatic yeah. on Spotify and then come back and listen to part two. I imagine. I hope this be one of the ones. Yeah, there is. There's part two. So go and check out Lunatic because some people who you interview. They only do one part. No, they do two parts. Always. Always. Yeah, yeah. We just just sometimes if they're late or they leave early, then we kind of yeah. Or Francis doesn't like them, then. So you'll find out in a second whether we have a part two, Alfie Brown. (laughs) Pack up your books, baby. Um, (laughs) So yeah, go on Spotify. Go on. Honestly, uh, once you listen to this, go to Spotify. Check out Alfie Brown Lunatic because it's genius. Because your whole uh, the whole. Uh, story, the narrative is based around this person that collapsed and you just stood and watched them because yeah. you didn't know what to do. And you, the funniest part is that you did that. But you had, a, you had a sort of existential crisis whilst watching Well, by the person. time, I don't know if anybody, um, either either of you or um, uh, a, a listener, a listener at home, so um, has had this experience where you see uh, somebody collapse in front of you and the whole the internal oh, yeah. monologue and you start screaming, do something, do something. <laughs> and you, you respond to that loud voice inside your head. I, I will do something. I just don't think we've quite exhausted the possibility of somebody else doing something first. Um, and that is... Uh, I think that's the sort of crux of it. Are all your is your comedy all based around narrative, like around a certain situation, and then the stories that go around it? No, that was a that was something that happened that year, and I didn't do that because um, I've never heard people. I haven't heard that comedy before. I don't. What? Do, do, well, that device? That device? That that engine of like writing a show? No, I would. You have like a base that you kind of go right. It's about bake. So James Acaster is one I went and saw the other day. It's about doing Bake Off, and you and he talks about that and different things. But it's a, a, about a whole thing. Yours is just about a particular moment, and then everything that surrounds it. Yes, that's what I quite liked about this is because it's it the, the it's just about waiting for a bus for a normal amount of time. I won't, again won't give away any of the jo- satisfying jokes from the end. But um, don't worry, I will. I'll tell you all of them. Um, <laughs> but. 
it takes the show lasts an hour, obviously, but but the the journey at the actual bus stop is a it, it, it's a lot shorter amount of time. So you're in this sort of nether zone in the show. Um, anyway, I uh, yeah, I, I I I didn't do that again the year afterwards. I tried. I think that's. A, de- a device that if you start doing it over and over again, people go, "Oh yeah, well, yeah. that's, what, that's oh, yeah. what you do." Yeah, it, yes, I'm going to be doing that on 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 TV on Sunday. Oh really? Uh, oh, no, what no, channel? Where can where with this? Show? Oh, no, 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 no. It won't get shown until the week afterwards. But uh, yes, uh, I'm on Harry Hill's Club oh, Night, yes. which films on Sunday. But honestly, dude, but also, I just want to go back to that. So you think that if you start in comedy, right? Because hey, hey, listen, I'm going to one day get into it. Um, you think that if you if you kind of pigeonhole yourself as doing a certain type of comedy whether it's creating a narrative around a certain situation, then you are, you become boring? Is that, in a sense, you become people, or you don't become boring, but people go, ah, we know what it's going to be. It doesn't change. I think being over-reliant on a formula for anything makes it um, predictable. And therefore, if it's predictable, it's not fun. And also, what is funny is surprise. So the whole Mm. element, and it should, you should be trying to be inventive and look, for different ways to do things and having been reliant on that device which worked well for that show but in and of itself isn't wholly original I mean I know uh, it, I've, I've seen I've seen other comedians use that before and sometimes it's just a kind of through narrative and sometimes things will look back and um, but it's hard to be it's hard to be unpredictable like, 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 it's it's easy to be it predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm very unpredictable. Um, it, it's, it's pack e- up your books, man. Yeah, yeah, pack up your books, <laughs> motherfucker. I changed the ending. Um, but I it, changed the ending. Yeah, I did. I added motherfucker into it. <laughs> the, 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 but it's, it, you know, okay, musicians, prime example. Um, uh, it's quite easy to write, if you're country music, it's quite easy to write the similar tune, similar kind of chords, all that kind of thing, and change the lyrics and that kind of stuff. It's, it's quite easy to do it and people like it. You know it's a format that works. Same with comedy. If you get a format that works, it's quite easy just to do it because it runs and people like it. If you change it up a lot, do people like change and unpredictability or do they like predictability? Because you're suggesting they don't like predictability, but maybe people do. I think the things which people would come... People aren't um, coming to my shows because they love a certain type of narrative structure. It's because they like a certain type of humour that has a, a confessional honesty and a, a darkness or whatever it is. That's what I like about me. You can excuse that. Um, um, <laughs> I really like the fact that I'm dark. <laughs> uh, but that, that's to unearth the certain things about yourself uh, that perhaps chime with what people can't conversationally get away with communicating to one another. But on mm. st- in stand-up terms, you can't. That's what I like about and, it may, and people relate to the and sort of human re- aspect of it. Yes, yeah. but they all relate. But the release of it is exciting because yeah. they've never been able to openly relate to it. Maybe it relieves. Have, it relieves the tension of them not being able to say it in a, in a way that you know, like hopefully, you know, yeah, exactly, because you're yeah. saying it for them. But and, the narrative yeah. thing, I think you have to switch up. Uh, and I don't think that people are coming back for... Uh, You've got to be a kind of like mad scientist with it. Yeah. Hey, look at you. Hey, uh, Alfie, uh, we're going to talk about more of this, more of this in part two. Because, hey, baby, you're coming back. Yeah. Yeah, hell, you are. Hey, wait, wait. Uh, question, yeah. question of the week. I know. I was just about to launch into that. I hadn't forgotten our format, right, buddy. Well, hey, Francis, bit. please, let's have the question of the week. 
How long would it take to drive to space? <laughs> Alfie, as the guest, you go first. Right. I, I think Unpack I'm probably this. the wrong guest to ask that question. If you have a guest that's... Maybe if, you, if one day you have Professor Brian Cox, uh, that would have been... Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't know that. I reckon I know it. Do you know what, Alfie? Do you, Chance How long, okay, well, well, space is famously quite big. So, um, is there any is there any way you could be a bit more specific with okay. how okay. how out long of, would it take out to of leave Earth's atmosphere? Out of Earth's atmosphere, is I've I got think it. the definition of when I, you reach I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. <clears throat> Alfie, how fast does a rocket go? No drive. Yes, drive. I know. How fast does a rocket go? You know this. Uh, no, no, I don't. Know. Yeah, you do. You sure? I, you're the type of person to know this. How fast is a I'm rocket? I'm really not the sort of person. That, look, I mean, obviously, I don't know if you ever, uh, if either of you are hooked up to the net or have ever been on You can't, you can't, you can't find out. Cheat. But you we can find out how we can oh, find. So, so the, I'm, I'm, I'm to guess this. I reckon a rocket goes 700 miles an hour. Okay, great. Okay, so it goes 700 miles an hour, and I reckon in the movies when it takes off in Armageddon, it takes about four seconds to get to space, doesn't it? So. Distance divided by speed times time, you make the triangle. Here we go. That was great bluffing. It wasn't bluffing. <laughs> was it not bluffing? It, it, I Are you a maths guy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pythagoras. That, no. <laughs> He's another maths guy. I know that much. You, you're Abacus. Abacus. Okay. It's a, it's a, okay. I just wanted to... I, I thought there might be like... Hey, you rumbled it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon... I'm going to chuck it out there. Okay, so no, four seconds. I reckon it's going to take... So that's going to go... Oh, my God. I reckon it's four hours. Four hours. <clears throat> you reckon it would take to leave Earth's atmosphere? Four hours to drive it. Um, right. Is it a trick question? You can't drive upwards... Or, no, or, or if there was a road leading. No trick question. There's okay. a road leading. Tell you exact the time. I reckon, Alfie, I'm pretty close. Four hours. I'm going to go four hours, fifteen minutes. <clears throat> okay, I, I'm. I'm going to say twelve hours. Twelve hours. Mm. You're wrong, Alfie. Great. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're how gonna, slow is your car? <laughs> we're going to find out in part two. Um, Alfie, will you stick around for part two? Uh, y- yes. Thanks very much. We'll okay. see you in part two. Bye. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>